Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day two with Caleb and Joshua Gober from Canaan Land Ministries, and so excited about having you guys with me today. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much Good for being be with me. And you know, I love the rehab ministries. Um, you know, some of my followers know that I, you know, the jail ministry led me to uh, Teen Challenge because one of the young ladies that my daughter had known was in jail and needed some help, and God showed, showed me supernaturally the Teen Challenge. And I went there with her mother uh, and wept at that place. I knew this is what God had for her. Not a prison cell for 20 years, but uh, he had a plan to help her through Christ, you know. And, and so that was my introduction. So I love the rehab ministries like yours and mm-hmm. I have such great admiration for your dad, even though I've never met him. Looking forward to meet, meeting him in heaven someday. And so thank you guys for being here. Well, Father, we just thank you for this message today. We come hungry for what you have to speak, Father, through these men, and we're ready to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Joshua, I guess you can start this one out. Amen. Praise well, God. for those listening that ch- listened yesterday, that was not a supernatural event when the track stuck to his hand. He said, he always said, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you don't take a bath every day, things kind of stick to you. <laughs> that's right. So that's what was going on. There wasn't cosmic electricity causing him to stick to his hand or anything like that. So Good anyway, point. Good point. Yeah, he was, he was, he was dirty. That, that, wow. That's what was going on. And continue on from there. Well, I just want to, the way that the Lord showed us to do it was to call it Canaanland Bible Training Center, not to okay. put, um, okay. and nothing wrong with, you know, if it's called a rehab or anything like that. It's just what the Lord showed Dad to do. That way, when they graduate, they graduate from Canaanland Bible Training Center. Okay. And it just, uh, he says, when you give your life over to the Lord, he said, you know, there'll never be any shame to your name. Yes. And so that's just specifically why he chose to do it that way. And you know, to bring them in and basically start the process of renewing the mind, which every believer needs. You know, yep. they get that in very intense form, you know, with prayer worship through Bible classes. But mm-hmm. we kind of ended yesterday, I think, with just dad, you know, having that encounter in his place. And then he woke up the next day just so excited about life, living life. And he found the the first thing that said uh, church. He just, he knew that he needed to get in church and he just, he got in, and then it was just a journey of um, really renewing the mind, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of the habits needed to kind of fall away. Yeah, so he got so touched and moved by what Jesus did for him. And it was so personal, he he couldn't help but tell other people about Jesus. And so he found a church, and then he just started bringing people to church. And it didn't matter if it was in a bar or wherever. He's as excited about Jesus. Wow. And so at one point he, he found a pastor, but, you know, he didn't know exactly how to go through the steps of, you know, leading someone through the prayer of salvation. So he would bring people to his pastor. And sometimes it would be midnight. Sometimes it might be one, two in the morning. And, you know, they start calling him the midnight preacher. And um, <laughs> yeah. so anyway, after a while, after a couple of times like that, his pastor, you know, called him into his office. He's like, hey, we need to talk. And dad's like, oh, man, I haven't been on this side already, and I'm already in trouble, you know. Every time he was ever called to an office, he was, you know, getting fired or principal's office, he was about to get in some trouble. And so, anyway, the pastor talked to him, and, you know, I'm going to shorten the story, but, you know, he he said, uh, he pulled out the keys to the church. He's like, you know, I think you got this by now. You don't need me. You know, you've seen me do it several times now. I'm going to give you the key to the church. And he broke down and wept because no one's ever trusted him before. Praise God. And so 
that just moved him so much. And he just kept going more after God and more after people. And it started convicting the people in his church. You know, because it was a church with the older people. He didn't know about denominations. You know, a lot of these guys were, you know religious and they he he had what they called self salvation, you know, they haven't reached out in a while. And so they circled the wagons on him. He came in one Sunday morning and said, We need to talk and he's like, Oh man, you know, he's thinking, what now? And uh and anyway they just said, Hey, you know, I'm paraphrasing his story, but you know, you've really convicted us here and because you know, you're bringing all these people to church. After 40 years, our church is beginning to grow. And you looking like you, how you look. You know, he had the big beard still. He's still dirty and, and all that. And so the people there started getting passionate about reaching out and started inviting people to church again. Yeah. And that church began to grow even more. And so... You know, he, he would bring people to church, and so they would be people to church, and they'd look back at him and go, hey, I got me one, you know, because they'd be so excited, you know. And so they started reaching out, and that church, as I already stated, began to grow even more after 40 years because they saw one man get on passionate about Jesus, what That's he did right. in his life. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, just families. Families were getting restored. Children were just... Uh, Meeting Jesus and the children's ministry was growing. Just everything was just growing at that point. Yeah. One of my passions, and that was, it's great to hear that, is for the people in the church to to be the church, right? To work the, the Great Commission, to yeah. go preach this gospel throughout the whole world. And, yeah. you know, my testimony, only one person's ever witnessed to me in 62 years. Wow. You know, and I'm not saying people don't say, I'll pray for you, invite you, but I didn't know how to get to heaven. I knew about religion, yeah. but I, never did. I didn't know how to get to heaven. And so your dad's story is so encouraging. And then uh, kind of advancing forward then, um, how long was he in San Diego? And then where, when did he end up in Alabama? I think somewhere around 77, 78. Okay. Well, we got saved in 74. So I think maybe around 75 he, he uh, came back to Alabama I was there for a few years. Yeah, because when he got saved, he, he the first thing he wanted to do is find his mama and ask her to forgive him for all the stuff uh, and all the hurt that he caused her. Wow. So that's what, you know, he came back, and I think he stayed around after that and just, you know, just built the relationship with his mom, and he, he, kept, he kept saying to his mom, he's real, he's real. I'm telling you, Mom, you know, he, he saved my life. And she's like, oh, you're just... You're just like one of those boys down at the mental hospital that have those big, big old Bibles going around saying, praise God, praise God, praise God. Mm, wow. And she just thought, you know, he was a nut. Right. But I think that she saw him live out his salvation. And his mom, she got saved at a certain point after he got saved, after he was back in there. Wow. She got saved, and he said, I can remember her calling me up and saying, he's real, he's real, he's really real. <laughs> Because she really met the real Jesus and not the religious Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, what about your mom? When did she come into the picture? I think around 1977, 78. He met her at a church. We saw her and uh, thought she was beautiful and she was worshiping God. And so he tried to track her down and finally got her phone number. Every time he called the number, it wouldn't work. So 
after weeks of not getting a hold over, he, he went to that person who gave him the number. He's like, hey, you gave me a bum number or whatever, you know. <laughs> and but, uh, it turns out she was out helping a lady that got divorced. Her husband left her and stuff. So she was helping her out. So he finally, I, when she came back to her sister's place, he was able to get a hold of her. And um, he was able to take her out. And I think shortly thereafter, I think they uh, got engaged. How many weeks? Yeah, it was like the second date. He proposed to her. He said, no timeline, no anything. I just believe you're the one. (laughs) Asking to marry me. And uh, she said yes. And I think it was like six months later they were married. Praise God. Well, on the next podcast, we're going to talk a little about the Caneland Bible Training Center. But if you guys want, want to go ahead and pray for our listeners, please. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for everybody listening, Lord God. If they're listening, Lord, I trust that it's not by accident that you spoke exactly what they needed to hear in this and brought hope and encouragement to their life, Lord. So we call them blessed, Lord, and we call the here blessed, and we thank you, Lord, for increasing their life, spirit, soul, body, financially, every area, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And again, how would they contact your ministry? Caneland.com, and you can go to our website. If you don't know how to spell it, it's C-A-N-A-A-N-L-A-N-D.com. You can go there to learn about us and you know learn how to get connected. And I'm assuming they can make a donation there to help your ministry. If they desire to do so and Praise partner God. with us. Uh, we never take money from anybody or the government. We trust the Lord, and uh, we give people an opportunity to sow into the vision, and God has never disappointed us. Praise God. Well, looking forward to tomorrow's podcast. And folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.